And my guest today is Katie Ward. Katie, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Good to be here. I know you're on, you're on the West Coast and it's really early, and, and, uh, but you said you're an early riser, so I appreciate you getting up and sharing with us. And, and uh, so tell us a little bit about who Katie Ward is. Yeah, um, well, at first, like you said, it's early. I'm a morning person. Um, I, I love the morning, um, but as far as what I'm up to in the world, I'm a story brand certified guide. And what that means is I help brands clarify their message. So that on their website or when someone asks what they do, they have a really clear, powerful message to share with people that makes sense. It's very simple. So I work with them on their message, the copy. And um, I find what I really love is helping people understand why they're doing what they're doing and represent it in a way that makes sense. So I work with a lot of social impact type companies, sustainability companies, um, and then influencers who have either a wellness or a purpose-driven type brand. And I find that those people, um, they have this huge why in their heart and the, the barrier they're hitting is like, I just want people to understand it. But, you know, we as business owners, we're so close to what we're doing that it can be hard to communicate. Sure. So um, I help people communicate what they're doing. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I do full time. So let, let's, let's get in the way back machine and go back a few more years. So how, in the, how did you kind of transition into this particular space? Did you you know, this university education was in writing or, you know, marketing? What was kind of that, that quick transition to get you where you are today? Yeah, that's a great story. And I'll go even farther back. Um, I, I grew up studying mythology and stories. My dad is a professor and a pastor. And I was always fascinated with what do people pay attention to? Where does culture come from? And why do we resonate with stories so much? And so I always knew I had that passion and interest and in communication as well. And I'm like that high school kid that was reading books on communication, like total nerd about it, right? Um, also because I wanted to learn how to be cool. So I was like, maybe if I read this book by, you know, the, the what is the one about how to win friends and influence people? Yeah, totally, totally. Well, and I was reading, actually I was reading um, Don Miller's books too as a uh -huh. teenager. So I got introduced to the founder of StoryBrand as when he was a novelist. Um, those books made a huge difference for me. Like so, yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all about, well, Blue Like Jazz to my memory, the paradigm shift I had was like, whoa, people really just want to be heard. Mm. And I really started looking at people want to be heard. How do we communicate with them? And where does what they think about come from? So as I'm moving through school, I was an English major, fine art minor. I studied film as well. Um, I just wanted to know where do, where does what we think about come from? And um, I found it's a lot. It's what we consume. It's media. And the more I studied, I actually never studied business. Um, I thought owning a business was like this drag of a thing where you own this brick and mortar store and <laughs> you just are doing finances all the time. And, you know, and here I'm like freelancing all through college, journalism, makeup art, illustration, running events, anything I can get my hands on. And I'm like, but yeah, business is for boring people, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. But um, at one point I discovered, wow, 
brands are making what we consume, this media. And that's what really kind of runs our thought life is what we're consuming. And it's coming from brands. It's like, okay, wow. Cool, got it. Well, I have these writing skills, communication skills, some visual art skills. I want to help, you know, the good messages be the ones that people are thinking about and consuming. And so after college, I had no idea what that looked like. I didn't know right. what branding was per se. Um, and uh, you just didn't know what, what to call it. Right. I mean, yeah. Could, I was you like, you feel an experience. You just didn't know what to call it. Right. I was like, I just want to tell stories of at the time what I thought was nonprofits. Right. So um, right after school, I had visited, I was living in, in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, actually a big part of my story is how I wound up in San Diego, where I'm, where I'm at now. Um, I visited San Diego. I loved it. But after I graduated in Birmingham, um, I didn't take a job. I just felt really strongly like just explore, you know, what's possible in creating a career that I love. And I wound up calling a nonprofit in New Zealand and getting a job with them as their communications coordinator over the phone, right? It was like remote work, like freelancing. Um, no, I was going to move there. Oh, wow. I was going to move. So that following September, it was like, great, I'm going to move. My birthday's in August. Um, so at the end of this summer, I will fly to San Diego because I loved it, celebrate my birthday there for maybe four days, and then fly to New Zealand. Okay, great plan, great plan. And <laughs> You know, in my mind, I'm, what, 21, 22, and I'm like, this is God's calling for my life. This is how this works. <laughs> like, that was so easy, you know? Um, totally. And But then a month before this trip and moving, New Zealand calls, and they're like, hey, we don't have a job for you. We need a manager before a communication coordinator. And I, my life flipped upside down for a second. And but what I thought, and this is something I'll like leave you, your listeners with too, is something that my dad taught me every time we'd watch a movie. I would ask questions in the middle of the movie, and he'd be like, "No, Katie, like this, it's okay. <laughs> Don't ask questions. It's just the middle of the story. All your questions will be answered as the movie goes on." So I literally got that phone call, hung up the phone, started to freak out, and was like, "Okay, this is the middle of the movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna worry." Um, until it plays out a little more. So I wound up taking a one-way ticket to San Diego to move with just a backpack and no contacts in San Diego, but just a strong desire to be here. And um, had you been how my, uh, I had visited, I actually, during college, I came out and worked at a hostel for a month mm -hmm. and just explored with my little bike from Craigslist and um, people that come to San Diego, they, they, they want to come back and they want to stay. So yeah, your story is very, yeah. common, so. totally, totally. They come spend three days and they're like, what is this paradise? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I came and things kind of unfolded miraculously from there. I, I started where I started in what I'm doing now was like, I'm going to do artwork so nonprofits can tell their story better. Really, that's where I started. And I tried this and I tried that and I worked with startups and I found mentors and it just wasn't really panning out. And I, I actually got frustrated with nonprofits and, and how they operate and, um, you know, obviously not all nonprofits, sure. but 
they tend to be started by very heart centered philanthropic type people and not necessarily entrepreneurs, right? Uh, technical or operations type people, right? right? So exactly. I was like, this is not the way to solve all the problems <laughs> in the world. There's got to be a way. Um, besides, yeah, there's got to be a way. So um, I discovered social impact business, which is actually, there's a, a fourth section of the economy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, you can incorporate as a public benefit corporation, which means you do reporting like a nonprofit, but you're a business. So you still have a bottom line that you're responsible for. Um, and it was really eye-opening for me. So then I start looking at brands like Patagonia who have um, really sustainable and fair um, relationships with their shareholders and stakeholders and, and right. sourcing of all their products. Um, and palm shoes, right. Fair trade mm-hmm. coffee brands. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All of those. And, um, and then around the same time I was discovering like, Oh, this writing and imagery for a brand is called branding. Oh, okay, cool. And I was like, great, I'm going to do branding for social impact brands. Um, and then worked with an agency for a little bit and started to discover how technology can be used for social impact brands, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and kind of got my wits about me in business there with some great mentors. And then last February, exactly a year ago yesterday, I got certified as a, with story brand as a copywriter and kind of branding expert. And uh, so why did you choose story yeah. brand? What, what was the, what was kind of the, the, the hook with say Donald Miller's approach to this versus someone else. Cause there's a, there's a lot of people out there in this space. So. Right. Right. Um, well, first I had a familiarity with just who he is as a communicator and as a person via the books that I read growing up, right. I was always a fan. And then I saw him do a keynote at the big digital marketing um, convention that happens in February in San Diego every year called traffic and conversion. Mm-hmm. And, um, he basically walked through the hero's journey for a brand, how to use the hero's journey to make a clear marketing message. And just the lights went on in my head. You know, I'd grown up studying mythology and story and with my dad and, uh, and then he mentioned, hey, I'm certifying some guides. And that told me, like, get to spend more time around Don Miller. I get a framework for how to run a business and do branding professionally, which I really needed at the time. I was mm-hmm. all, you know, creatives and entrepreneurs. We just have a million miles of ideas and execution, especially the first step of execution to start sure. a business. Yeah. So. And sustaining um, after, after it gets started. <laughs> right. We're not sustaining yeah. for starters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, then a few very serendipitous conversations that um, led to me being totally clear. This is my direction and getting the certification. Um, did you go even, to yeah. I mean, is did it, I go to, did you go to Portland for the certification or is this online or what was the, what was the process? Yeah. They're located in Nashville. So okay. you know, I, think I, I did. Yeah. I, I went to Nashville everything fell into place in like strange ways for me to leave the agency for a week. And I even had a free place to stay in Nashville. Like, wow, you know, it just, everything fell into place. And, um, 
yeah, it was, it was really magical. And uh, it gave me the, the community. I mean, the way they support the specialists that they certify is phenomenal. There's constant mm-hmm. training. We all review each other's work. And um, it, it gave me all the tools I needed to start a business with a lot of support. Like, here's how to do sales. Here's how to handle clients. Um, and then here's the very simple process you're going to take them through to make them successful. Right. Um, yeah. And I, you know, so those were just kind of the gutter guards I needed mm-hmm. to do something I'd always wanted to do my whole life, which is create a career that I'm passionate about, that make, helps me to be location independent and where I can make a difference. And uh, yeah, so I was able to launch on my own last April and incorporate, yeah, a year ago, and then incorporate a business last fall, um, which was just, it's like all these wins that I'd always wanted, right? Did com exist prior to this? Um, It was Katie Ward Creative for a while, Mm -hmm. um, and then what I would do is just put all of my freelance work and a lot of my artwork up there. More of a blog so, type thing. Kind of, it was like, it was like a, you know, people would ask what I do and I'd send it to them like a, like a pamphlet or right. they'd be like, Oh, you do art. You know, I'd be like, yes, here it is. <laughs> um, yeah. And now that website is, it's actually about to transition to musestudios.com, which is the agency name. Um, and, um, you know, I've got a little team that I'm growing and we're going the agency direction and that's the incorporation that I took new studios LLC. So it's quite a leap uh, for the last six months. Yeah. I mean, the transition from, you know, I was certified in April. Uh, maybe you got, got your feet incorporated feet under you say in the fall. And then by, you know, February of 2019, you're actually talking team. So mm-hmm. through this last six months, how, how did it just grow so exponentially? I mean, obviously it has, if you, if you're talking in terms of team, you're probably not building before they come, you know, it's not the field of dreams, you know, you <laughs> have, have the business to sustain building a team. So how did that happen? Yeah. Um, well, um, you know, in as much as I'm interested in um, where people's attention goes, where like where culture and attention comes from, I'm equally as interested in exponential growth. Anything that has anything to do with exponential, I'm fascinated by it. Um, so I got into personal development pretty stat after getting out to California. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was involved in Landmark and there was actually a program I was in called Team Management and Leadership Program. And it was about all about communication, how to, um, if it comes out of your mouth, it happens in reality. And it was a team of 30 people. And um, we all decided like, hey, this is what's going to happen in this upcoming year. And every single one of the people on this team is going to listen to you as if it's already happened. And that's who you are. Wow. And so, yeah, it creates this powerful environment. Um that both holds you accountable and also mm-hmm. you realize the, the strength and power of your word to create your world. Right. And it's, it's tough. I mean, I had to get really responsible for every single detail and area of my life. Um, and really that's so inside of that program, I'd said, I'm a start a business. It's going to grow like this. I'm going to incorporate all these things. And it was because I had amazing coaches 
Um, and also, you know, because I was working on myself, like from physical healing to just maturing, that's really the only reason it had space to grow at that rate. Uh, and because I didn't make it mine. As soon as the business started, it picked up, you know, so quickly that I was very clear, whatever it takes for people to get what they need, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I don't need to do everything by any means. So yeah, mentorship and um, then bringing on people who are way better than I am at, uh, you know, at every part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was was amazing. So so about about a third of the way into your answer to that last question, I I noticed a real shift that you went to a whole new depth level when you started talking about, you know, I not only had to work on my business, I had to work on me. And I could see it in your eyes. This I mean, just the, the depth of experience and emotion that, you know, came out in your words right then about um, how important it is. This is not just about about what I do for a living. This is who I am. I mean, this is, this is the fiber of every fiber of my being that I'm pouring into this. And you talked about, you know, how this, this beautiful mosaic of experiences, even from your childhood that you can see, you know, the steps that, that, you know, God has placed together to get you to where you are right now. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, kind of commandeer your story but it was just it was just really you know amazing to see you know just in your eyes as you as you kind of went to a whole different you went to defcon one (laughs) there you know in your in your story and that that's who we are i mean we you know entrepreneurs pour themselves into their, their businesses and i mean i love the fact that that you said i want to i want to be this type of person before the the business is built if i don't lay a good foundation in who i am then what i create is is you know always going to be subpar so mm-hmm. i mean I, mm-hmm. I just i love the fact that you touched and i just really wanted to highlight that and as people are watching the youtube video i wanted to hit rewind and go back and and see you know just the way you you i mean it's not that you didn't have depth before i mean everything you said was was part of who you are but there was just a, a different level you know there for just a second it was just really cool to see so I want to yeah. kind of take a Thank little you. deeper dive right now, kind of shift a little bit and then we can circle back. But so, so tell me if you've got someone that has really inspired you, you know, one or two, I mean, it's, this is your time. So, so tell me online, who, who would you say inspired you and why? And you mentioned uh, Donald Miller, but others. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, there's two actually. And I, I want to share them for two specific reasons, but um, I'll tell a little story to introduce the first one. I found myself in Greece, in Athens, and I was on a kind of a service trip. It wasn't like a mission trip, but we were going to work with refugees um, and then do some like integration, masterminding, that kind of thing. And I met this couple from Australia and um, there's just beautiful, beautiful people. But I come to find out over the trip that they're celebrities. Like we're on a ferry boat one day and um, beautiful Melissa just has people coming up to her. And oh my God, I love your book. And she's like, darling, no, thank you so much. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I've never been around people like these two. And I'm moved by just being around them. But come to find out they're 
they are successful entrepreneurs. And so who they are is um, Nick Broadhurst and Melissa Ambrosini, and they're married and they have independent brands. Nick is a musician. Um, his, his songs, Broadhurst is the name and he's on Spotify. And then Melissa is an author and she has a podcast. Um, her, her main book is called Mastering Your Mean Girl. Um, but the way, first the way that she built her brand, um, she just started blogging about, you know, an eating disorder and self-love and overcoming that and then wrote a book and a podcast and her brand is completely about her listeners. It's not about her at all. Even though she's the, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's the one that you see in the brand, but all the communication coming from her brand is about you and what you need and what you believe. And so what I love about her branding is that she's got room to cover all these different topics because the main message is you're going to love yourself. You know, you're going to master your mean girl. And then what I really, really love is that the two of them, and this is what I see available in like the technology and the influence that brands have now is that as a married couple, they created a brand together where they both have their individual message, but they're doing tours. So he'll do music and then she'll come out and speak and they'll do a Q&A and they'll do a meditation like in a stadium auditorium in Australia. And um, yeah, they just make it about, I think their last tour was called Wide Open. And so they were able to cover these really intimate topics of like, how do you open and be vulnerable and create good relationships with yourself and other people? Um, and it was because they were very smart about um, having a, a clear and single message in both of their brands and um, editing it. So just saying no and cutting out anything that didn't relate. Right. Um, and then waiting for the timing both in how their brands were growing, but also in just the idea to come for how can we do this together in a way that serves both of our communities. So as far as like individual influencer brands, I'm really inspired by them. Uh, and like the art that I do. Um, so I'm a illustrator painter and I love telling stories through the artwork, right? Um, I imagine I'll be building a personal brand that has a lot to do with the artwork. And I just look to Melissa and think like, I can really help people tell their, their own story um, by using art as either visualization. Um, you know, it's something I'm discovering, but I'm kind of looking at them and uh, we Vox all the time. And it's so great. Nick calls me sister. He's always <laughs> like, sister, how are you doing? You know, and I'm, you know, uh, it's great. You got the accent down. Yeah, I, it, it, it clicked, probably because I listened to them a lot. You know, but, it would really um, resonate. As the father of three teenage or they were teenagers at one time, they needed to get in touch with their mean girl a lot. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, get in touch with it to see, like, that it's there, right? And that it's not, doesn't have to be normal. Right. Um, yeah, so her message is, I think, very important. And then... The other brand I wanted to talk about is totally on a different end of the spectrum, um, but it has to do with something I mentioned earlier, which is exponential technology making a difference in the world. Uh, and so this one is called um, Singularity University, 
and it's an education brand and actually a university. They have programs for entrepreneurs. They have an accelerator. They're all over the world, right? So I first came into contact with them um, through a podcast called Global Goals Project and just getting really interested in the UN Global Goals. So I encourage you guys, if you're interested in, um, you know, what are businesses around the world doing to make a difference? If you go look up the UN Global Goals, you can find businesses that have taken on goal one, which is no poverty or, um, you know, gender equality. There's 17 global goals that were agreed upon um, by the United Nations. So this, uh, this university, Singularity University, uh, the reason I love this brand is they, they really have a message that with technology and what's becoming available to us, it really is possible to kind of make sure everyone has what they need. It's just a matter of um, getting the resources to people in a transparent way and setting up systems that solve basic problems. And so if you go and explore, it's su.org, I believe, you can see it's really like a sci-fi movie. Like, oh my gosh, now we have satellites that are taking um, pictures of the earth to say where the minerals are. And we have, um, you know, 3D printers that can print wheelchairs and assistive devices. And we have... Um, virtual reality and AI that helps disabled people be able to participate or communicate. And we have, you know, all different kinds of things. And it's just so incredible in that hub seeing, you know, it was a paradigm shift for us when the internet came online, mm -hmm. but why they're called singularity is this singularity point where technology supports kind of what the planet needs and then what people need Right. so much that uh, we actually have a lot more access to resources and freedom, time freedom to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, and so that message and then what the companies are doing that are involved in their programs are just so inspiring to me and, and informative too. It's like if you're not actually actively consuming information on that kind of thing, then you kind of stay put in, the nineties or early two thousands rather than like, Hey, in 2030, you know, all of our jobs are going to look different. Technology mm -hmm. is going to be, it's going to just be like a second brain for us. And uh, yeah, it's like looking into the future, you know, exactly. If that makes that, sense. It's perfectly within your, your branding and within your, I mean, as you've determined who my ideal client is, you've determined, you know, who your, your avatar is or your, you know, your target of your business. So, I mean, it fits perfectly within that, that framework as well. Is there a, is there a, an inspiring quote that you like tape up on your computer you look at it every day? What's one line that you think this, this really drives me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I have many, 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 because if you're somebody who is growth oriented, you just Absolutely. consume, you know, information like and it's your job. It. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but the one, there's one book, uh, Essentialism by Greg mm -hmm. McCowan. Yeah. Um, and then another one called The One Thing. Mm -hmm. And both of those 
are really about editing. And so the quote is less but better, less but better, less but better, less but better. And I, I really used to, yes. Um, I'm, you know, very visually driven and creative. And um, if any of you are familiar with strengths finder, my top strength is adaptability. So a lot of variables. I traveled almost half the year last year. Um, and, but I, I've noticed kind of the older I've gotten that the fewer things I do that I'm more passionate about, the more energy I have Mm -hmm. and the stronger and deeper those relationships, right? So the, that kind of philosophy of essentialism is getting really, really clear on what your values are and what you want and saying no to everything that is under 80% alignment. And uh, it's really powerful. Yeah. Go ahead. Isn't there a famous, uh, is, it, is it Mark Twain that wrote, I was going to write you a short letter, but I didn't have time and I wrote you a long letter instead or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And idea. it's, yeah. Get to the essential. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, I, I just, story brand is an exercise of essentialism because basically you're cutting out every word, thought, or idea that distracts from the main message of what you do, which is what someone's going to remember. Right. And the premise is humans only have so much attention, energy, and time. And the way our culture is now, we have so much, so many distractions. uh, And when we look at our days and weeks and months, we just give away time and energy all the time. Um, And it's to the point where it's like, sleeping a lot is almost looked down upon Mm. and you know having evenings free and saying no to clubs and saying no to friends like all those things it's like if you're a yes man you get the gold points yeah the gold stars and so um just the freedom i've found in you know people ask me like how did you know what your purpose was have you always been so clear and it's just that editing process. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the real trade-offs that I have to make and being 100% willing to make them to have what I actually want and what I actually feel called to? Right. Yeah. What's that other, that other quote? If it's not a resounding heck yes, it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. add that to our child listeners in the car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thing. I say, I like to say, if it's not a full body, yes, then it's exactly. a no. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to, just to show you that, uh, that, you know, I knew Katie was a kindred spirit when I, when I looked at her Facebook profile initially and, and invite her on the, on the podcast, but unbeknownst to me, you know, we were, we were in the same, same, uh, uh, Donald Miller wrote this book that I have on my desk as I interview people. So it's amazing that, uh, that there is that connection that we have as well. So I want to I want to transition now and just really really give you space to kind of touch on and really share with our listeners uh, you know value here right at the end of our our chat about what you do and how you could help them and and you know what's a you know what two or three step process or whatever that kind of is a teaser to to feed them into kind of your uh, your space and and really get them to think you know how i could i could benefit from the things that you provide so this space is yours it's you got the mic you got the stage 
Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I would love to share more about StoryBrand. Um, and then I'll also share with you how, so how you can basically create a clear message to have your marketing be more effective. And um, it really, it's to save money on marketing and be able to convert leads to sales and build relationships with your customers. Um, and so I'll give you some of the steps and then also all the resources that StoryBrand has. We have so many free resources and that's the point. It's kind of the model, like give everything you've got um, a value, let people work through it on their own. And then when they need an expert, they'll come to you. Right. Mm. Um, and it's a giving based model. So um, the book building a story brand by Don Miller is on Amazon. It's on audible. It's a really simple step-by-step um, kind of like a workbook mm-hmm. and um, how it starts is, Hey, our, our brains are wired to only pay attention to information that helps us survive and thrive. Anything that does not immediately help us survive and thrive, our brains are just programmed to filter it out. And so kind of the premise at the beginning of this book and at the beginning of the work I do is, hey, be very aware. People are going to quickly stop paying attention if there's too much information that doesn't pertain to what they want. So where StoryBrand starts is how do we edit, right? How do we make the essential of our message? And then it goes into this hero's journey, which is seven steps, seven parts of the hero's journey. First one is the character. So I'll, I'll share the first three with you in depth, and then I encourage you to get this book um, or hop on my website um, to kind of find what the rest of them are. Um, but the first one is the character. Story starts with a character. And the character is your customer. So your customer, the more specific you can get about who they are mm-hmm. uh, what, and um, what they want. That's the most important thing. And even though our brands, you know, they so our brands solve a lot of problems. People find a lot of different things they want inside of what we do. But if we're going to make a clear message, we have to address one thing, the one thing they want the most one thing they want the most. So for me, the one thing that my clients want the most is to get their why and their message out to the world. The other things they want are for their business to grow, to work with somebody that they can trust, you know, to feel like they don't have to figure out marketing, to stop wasting money, you know, all these things, right? But the only thing that matters when they first you know, interact with me is like, I just want to make a difference for people. I want to get my message to the world. And uh, so you define who your character is and what they want. And then the next step is the problem. The story really starts with a problem. If you go into a movie uh, and there's no problem, you're basically just watching I don't know, like a, yeah, a documentary of, you know, scenic aerial shots of the Grand Canyon. Like every story has to have a problem or we lose interest and we meditate or think about our grocery list. And so (laughs) fall asleep, right. Or fall asleep totally. And then we dream about problems because we can't get them, you know, like you dream about solving a problem because you 
you know, oh my God, I'm not wearing pants in this dream. Problem. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and similarly, defining just one main problem that we solve is really critical. So, here's the piece that's really most important um, is that your character and what they want is what your brand is about. Mm-hmm. And then the problem. The way to frame it is that there's kind of an external problem, the physical thing they need. For me, it's people need copy writing. They need words for their website. Um, But that external problem manifests an internal problem. They feel a certain way about it. And that's why they buy. So people who need copy for their website, but their business is running fine and they don't really care and or they're not even using their website and it's like a uh i don't know like a brick and mortar people walk by or a popsicle i don't know what it is um but if they don't have any negative feeling about not having the words they need then they're not going to buy right somebody who has a really messy lawn um and a lawn care truck drives by if they're in the middle of nowhere and their dog's really happy in the lawn they're not going to they're not going to pay for lawn care. But if they're in Beverly Hills and their neighbor's lawn is perfect and gorgeous and their mother-in-law is about to come by, internal problem, I feel insecure about my ugly lawn. <laughs> so they're going to run out to that landscaping truck and be like, hey, guys, can, you, can I just pay you right now? Right? So people buy products and services because of that internal problem, how they feel about what they need, right? So if you can identify what's the, what's the, you know, external basic thing they need, external problem, and then how does it make them feel that they don't have it? And just simplify that down. Very simple. For me, it's people, they need copy, they need words for their website and a message. The internal problem I've experienced is that they, uh, they really feel, um, it's like insecure. Mm-hmm. from questioning the value of their business to questioning their value as an entrepreneur right. to just being like frustrated. Like this, I, this barrier is the one thing stopping me from really reaching the world. Mm-hmm. So like that insecure, frustrated internal problem, right? And then um, there's a philosophical problem where, you know, your brand is standing there saying, Hey, you shouldn't have to deal with not having the right words. You should know exactly how to clearly communicate what you do so people get it. And uh, that's like kind of the, the, the why statement. Um, and if we can really nail down who is our character, what do they want, what's their problem, and how do they feel about that problem, and just orient all of our messaging to be about that, then what happens is we open a story loop that people can step into. Instead of talking about ourselves, people are you know like okay cool I'm glad you're doing those things I'll check in with you in three weeks but in the meantime I need to solve my own problems right Right. we go from that to uh, people see themselves in what we do and they can relate to us and and also we get all the ego out of our branding Mm -hmm. and so the third step of the story brand system is that the brand is the guide not the hero that's the paradigm shift. So if you just go through your action step for the listeners is to go through 
your website and your, your branding, your messaging, and look at, is this about me and my brand and my business? Or is it about my customer and what they need and what they want? And if you can make that shift, you'll notice that conversations are smoother and easier and that you actually really hear and experience who your customers are and what they want. Um, and so that's the first three steps of the seven part framework. Uh, you can discover the rest of the framework um, uh, by reading that book. And if you go on my website, it's K-A-T-Y-W-A-R-D, katyward.com. Um, and then another tool is um, there's a software where you can look at these seven steps and fill them in. Who's my customer? What's their problem? And it's called mystorybrand.com. You log in, you can use the software, um, and it gives you tutorials for how to create this kind of script for your business that we call a brand script. So that's a really helpful tool as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what, what I'll leave the listeners with as far as action steps is just make sure your brand is about the people you serve and suddenly they'll listen to you and pay attention to you. Um, I mean, I yeah. Like when and, you frame yeah. that where you're, it's, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to sell you something. I'm really telling a story that you're identifying with and you're literally at inviting them to step inside the story and they, mm -hmm. they become the, the main character in the story. And but one thing you mentioned, and I want you to clarify a little bit, but like in the character segment, you said, you know, you, you want to find out um, who, your, who your ideal client is and what they want. And then in the problem, you're identifying kind of their greatest need. Can you mm -hmm. touch on the difference between those two? And, and do people most, mostly, do they understand what they want? Or are you leading in that process of discovery as well? So, Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, cool. So I asked about three there in a row. So I <laughs> no, I got it. Okay, the first question I heard is how do I distinguish what they want from their problem? Right. Um, second question is um, what if they don't know what they want, and you have to educate them on this kind or, of yeah, thing or do most people right? Really do they even know what they want? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So for the first question, how do you distinguish the two? Um, what the person wants is it's like a it's obviously it's a desire so the way to distinguish them is like if you if you know what the problem is just take a step back what are they what's stopping them the problem is what's stopping them right okay. so i want a really compelling brand that people are attracted to but i'm stopped because i don't have the right words right right that makes so sense. it's the it if they are picturing kind of an ideal version of themselves, what's, what's the transformation they're looking for? What's when they close their eyes and they picture like, man, if it was just this way, what are they picturing? Um, so I, I started to help a mastermind called 2X and Genius, one of the, actually one of the business coaches I most respect. Um, and they had their their customers wanted more money and more time and more freedom um and so they did business coaching for that and i was like that's a lot that people want it's a lot to process um but when you when i looked at all their testimonials 
really what people wanted. They just wanted their business to work. They're picturing instead of brushing around inside their business, they were picturing I'm on top of my business. It works. Right. It just works. Right. And so you want the, the goal is to identify what the customer wants. That's so simple and basic. It's like a caveman could understand it or a mm -hmm. fifth grader could understand it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want a business that works, you know? And, yeah. and we, you know, we, we kind of, is that too simple? Is it too dumb? Like if you're feeling like it's too dumb and simple, that means people can understand it mm. immediately. Right. Yeah. And it kind of fits yeah. in with the whole idea of, of the book about essentialism and the book about the one thing It's just really reducing it down to kind of its least common denominator and, and really clarifying that message. And I mean, looking at even how you describe yourself on your website, I mean, you're very clear on who, who you are and what, and what you're trying to accomplish and who you're trying to attract, you know, who the ideal client is. So, well, Katie, thank you for, for touching on those. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to kind of wrap up with today? And, and uh, we'll make sure that links are, are posted in the show notes, but uh, what's one, one word of advice that you would leave with us? Yeah. Um, a couple actually one about, branding and marketing that I just find really helps people is that um, branding and marketing, everything you put out publicly is a memorization exercise. So the more you say the same thing over and over and over, the more people will remember you when they need you. Uh, so don't feel like you have to be flowery or important or figure it out or anything like that. It's just a memorization exercise for people seeing your brand. Um, so I think that is helpful on the branding and, and, uh, and marketing side. Um, and then as like a, a word of advice that relates to branding and like how I've really created a life, honestly, that I love. Um, and it, it's really about listening and that like what I do and what branding is, is learning to really listen to your customers mm. And listen to who they're becoming. And the whole time you engage with them, you only speak to them, listen to them as who you know they really are, which is the person who already has what they want and they've solved this problem. And in my life as well, it works the same way. Like what you listen for is what happens. It's what you speak to. Uh, so like, you know, I have two younger brothers and as I've listened for their greatness, they've looked up to me and, you know, grown and, and I have a really special place of influence with them because they know I'm only listening to them as these great human beings. Mm. Right. And so same thing with myself, like I'm creating and recreating a listening for myself where, uh, who I am is, fulfilling when I feel called to and, and joyful, you know, and making a difference and just that listening, it creates a communication loop externally and internally. Um, that really, it, it like, it creates what you're listening for, right? It, um, puts you on a path that you're choosing rather than reacting to. And so, um, shifting really looking at what's in our listening or how are we listening to people how are we listening to ourselves 
um, that's like a skeleton key for me that I would love to just leave everyone with. Yeah. I actually, I, I stole this, I put a quote on uh, actually a Facebook post this week that said, you know, are you listening to simply respond or are you listening to understand? And there's a, there's a huge difference in those two postures. And I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, as, as you've gone through the interview, there've been times that you've really, I could, I could tell you really went to a, another level. You did it again, just, just to, <laughs> you know, where you're, I mean, you've really intertwined what you do and who you are. You've really integrated those two things so beautifully. And, and uh, I just really want to thank you for just taking the time to share this with our audience. And I, I know that there's a lot of times that our, our listeners are going to hit stop and rewind and listen to it again. And they're certainly going to follow links and, and the things that you've talked about. But Katie, thank you so much for just sharing your, your life and your heart and, and your business with us and leaving us with a ton of value and just really playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Katie, thank Yay! You. That's what I wanted to hear. All boats rising. You're so welcome. Of course.